That'll do it. The game may be over, but our coverage of Utah Jazz basketball is just beginning. That kid is on fire on catch and shoot threes right now. This is Utah Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Bounces to Gobert, and he rocks the pass Presented by both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Now, it's time for a complete wrap of tonight's Utah Jazz game on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Mitchell is in the near corner. Inbound is coming from the far side. Clarkson's up at the top. Ingles will inbound. 1.6 seconds left. Down by two. Ingles holding. Fakes a pass. Finds Bogdanovich. Contested three. Good! Boyan Bogdanovich! Boyan Bogdanovich! Say it again! Boyan Bogdanovich! Holy cow! Straight away three from 30 feet! Contested by two defenders! And the Jazz win! Wow! Wow! What a ball game. Absolutely. There you go. The game winner from Boyan Bogdanovich. The Jazz beat the Rockets 114-113. to 113. Jazz game night postgame show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, the coach, Gordy Chiesa with you. Jazz have now won two in a row, and this one certainly was in absolute dramatic fashion. The Rockets are a team that's going with this small ball lineup coach. They're a different type of guard. They switch everything on defense. No doubt a difficult team to play, and uh, it wasn't always pretty, but this was a big-time win for this Jazz team. Very much. It was a courage win. The Jazz showed all their heart and resolve. They made winning plays the last five minutes of the game. Also, besides Jordan Clarkson off the bench, 30 points, Mike Conley contributed, Jake, in that fourth quarter where Mike Conley had the ball and he was penetrating and he, he took a really great charge on Wessel Westbrook. And so these are all winning plays. Is that one thing? Is the cumulative effect of how when, when the Jazz players play as a collective unit. And Boyan Bondanovich, all game long, he struggled. But when you're a shooter, you always believe the next shot is going in. And it did. He made a corner three of a sensational pass by, by uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell. And then Joe Ingles showed positively poised to wait for it to free up on a, a catch and fire Boyan Dombanovich. And that 30 point, that 30 foot shot, Jake, that was really all body strength. So the ability to catch without a dribble and just catch and fire it up in the air shows you how strong his lower, his lower body is as far as his leg drive and also as far as his follow through. All right, let's uh, check out your sharp stats of the game brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. The Jazz tonight shot 48.8% from the field. Uh, they were 15 to 38 from three for 39 and a half percent led by Jordan Clarkson 30 points coming in off the bench he was 12 19 shooting uh, Donovan Mitchell at 24 points tonight nine of 23 shooting Mike Conley as you mentioned coach with a nice game uh, 20 points eight of 16 shooting he had six assists and five rebounds Rudy Gobert had 12 points and 15 rebounds for the Rockets they were led by uh, Russell Westbrook who had 39 points he was very good on 18 of 33 shooting the Jazz playing 
playing him differently with Rudy, and he was red hot at the beginning of the game, and you know they played good defense on him in the end. Russell Westbrook, or excuse me, James Harden, 28 points, 10 assists, and 10 rebounds. He did have a triple double, but I I thought for the most part the Jazz were really good against Harden tonight. Yes, they were. They held him to uh, challenging him to two for 13 from threes, and they kept the number one free throw attempts per game off the foul line. He's averaging 12 attempts per game. He only had six, and they were quiet six. They weren't like with momentum uh, baskets or foul shots where you penetrate and you take your body and you throw yourself into the defensive player. It was The Jazz did a good job of playing defense without fouling him, and that was very, very huge cons- uh, pregame as far as adjustments they made. All right, uh, let's throw things back to Houston where Quinn Snyder is addressing the media. That that game and that group is that they trusted each other, and you know they allowed uh, they allowed for themselves to make substitutions situationally. And you know Mike Conley's having a great game, um, you know, and he's not in the last play. He very well could have been the guy that did the shot. So um, you know it's a terrific win. What was the mix up? Was there a mix up where he wasn't supposed to be out there? Or what? No, no, he was he was referencing the fact that. He had, that he had come out before, um, and he'd come back in. He was already in, so he stayed in. Did you notice a concerted effort for them to keep him limited on shot opportunities throughout the night? Um, uh, we were, Mike and Donovan were all able to attack the rim, and you know, if, if they're collapsed and they can score at the rim, or they can't score at the rim, the ball comes out, and he hit the one in the corner late, and that's what happened. So I thought our guys just did a good job of making reads. You guys let me go right now. Go ahead. The players love it. Go ahead. You're not sorry. Go ahead. If you were sorry, you wouldn't ask the question. Go ahead. When, when Boyan's struggling, how do you... Boyan, like, that's it. You just, just play him. Let him play. He's such a competitor. And, you know, I, Tell him to keep playing if he needs to hear that. He knows how much I trust him. All right, that was Quinn Snyder, um, who has lost his voice, obviously. Uh, Adrian was telling us his voice was struggling a little bit before the game as well. But uh, I think the the point about Bogdanovich, Coach, I mean, he has more than proven himself in this league for a long, long time, and he's a great shooter, and there's there's a reason Coach Snyder has uh, complete confidence in him to leave him on the floor at that moment because he's one of the best guys you have available to take that shot regardless of the game he's had. Yes, he's a knockdown artist. He's strong with the ball, and that – the. As all shooters, he shoots, he shoots the ball going forward. And that's all part of his repertoire. And that's why he's a knockdown shooter. Let's not forget, Jake, he's 42.5 three-point shot for the season. And so when that shot went in, it was more the magnitude of the basket where uh, such intense pressure and ac- really good defense by the Rockets, but he counterpunched that by getting the ball up and over both the defensive players and just uh, his, uh, his uh, body was pointing towards the basket. And that was uh, one of the best shots in jazz basketball as far as history, as far as, the, as far as the importance of it. And good for him because he struggled during the game, but as Quinn uh, mentioned, he kept on competing. And that's jazz basketball. 
basketball where it's never a perfect game. And it's all good teams. You have to just bite, fight, claw, and just collectively refuse to lose. And that is jazz basketball. And, you know, with the Rockets going small, that's going to be a big topic of uh, conversation probably all the way through the playoffs. You know, uh, P.J. Tucker is a, is a tough player, but the, the fact is he's only 6'5". And, and Boyan Bogdanovich is 6'8". You know, he was able to rise up and shoot over those guys. I mean, it's a, it's a disadvantage to not having height, getting hands in shooter's face. Yeah, very much so. The ability to see the target, and that's what Boyan does, because he's, and so is Joe Ingles. Both those guys uh, are 6'7", six, 6'8", six, and when they get, and also they have a quick release. So besides having uh, length as a, as a shooter, also you have ball quickness, and that's Bondanovich. You, Jake, you see many times when the kickout pass to the corner is catch and fire. There's no waste in motion. The bullet, uh, when you're a shooter, the bullet's your inside hand. The inside hand tells you with, with your shooting hand to what? Right away, catch and fire it versus catch, pause, and shoot. Then you're too late. You're out of rhythm. All right. We want to uh, <clears throat> win the Jazz win. Excuse me. You win. The day after every uh, Jazz win, home or away, Little Caesars is giving you free pizza. Order one custom round multi-topping pizza through the Little Caesars app, and you'll receive a free large extra most bestest pepperoni pizza using the promo code Utah Jazz, all one word, valid, uh, valid at all participating Utah Little Caesars locations, mobile orders only. want to remind you to go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. The Jazz win in dramatic fashion over the Houston Rockets tonight, 114-113. to 113. We hopefully will have some sound for you from the locker room coming up next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Game night, post-game show. Jake Scott, Coach Gordy Chiesa with you. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. What a game. The Jazz beat the Rockets 114-113. to Boyan Bogdanovich hits a game-winning three-point shot with just over a second left on the clock, inbounded from Joe Ingles for a win in dramatic fashion. But really, Coach, this was a really good game the whole way through. I know the Jazz had to kind of fight and claw to stay in it, but that's exactly what they did. Got some great play out of Jordan Clarkson and obviously some clutch uh, clutch baskets from Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, and others down the stretch to come away with the win. Team effort, the Jazz executed under pressure as far as they had to score baskets to stay in the game. And Mike Conley was penetrating, and then Donovan Mitchell was in the paint also, and he was making spinaway jump shots or kicking out to the corner or attacking the rim. And the, he kept the Jazz in the game as far as momentum baskets. Instead of being down three or four or five, the Jazz only down one or two or up one. And those 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 plays, the baskets that Donovan made, they're, they're plays that uplift the group, and it gives a belief that uh, defensively that, that they can dig in and get stops, and that's what they did. I thought a huge factor in the game was when they slowed down James Harden in the fourth quarter by shadow trapping him and not putting him on the foul line and making him become sometimes a passer that uh, wasn't a, a scoring pass but more of like a, a lateral pass. Even though he had 10 assists in the fourth quarter, he wasn't really in an aggressive mode. He was more uh, deferring sometimes as far as moving the ball. And even though they made jump shots, meaning uh, Daniel Hauser hit a three and so did, uh, so did P.J. Tucker, it wasn't really, the, it wasn't really um, Harden or uh, Harden really attacking the rim. 
All right, Coach, let's uh, check out the points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting. You do life. Uh, points in the paint tonight, Coach. Uh, the Rockets had 54. The Jazz had 48. But that stat might be a tad bit list- misleading tonight because you say, hey, the Rockets don't have any big guys. How are they getting that done in the paint? That's mostly credited to Russell Westbrook, who really was effective even when Rudy was on him at getting into the paint and causing trouble, especially in transition. It's impossible to guard him. One of the best guys in the NBA and with the ball in transition. The Jazz tried to build a wall. But they couldn't even get there to uh, have two guys in front and two back defenders because Westbrook was able to, uh, we call it alley driver. Was right. He's in the alley as far as he drives the cracks and the gaps of the help defense, and he's able to get a running start. And he's a, spe- a spectacular of, of full-speed velocity layup shooter against whether Rudy or anybody. He's able to have a—he goes full force to the rim with a soft-touch uh, soft delivery. Very impressive. Very impressive. But uh, I thought the Jazz had a good, I mean, I I don't mean to say that, uh, you know, you say, oh, they had a good game plan on him and he had 39 points. But I I thought the Jazz defense was really interesting tonight. And yes, Russell Westbrook might have had some success, especially in the first quarter. But what they did with James Harden, and you have brought this up earlier in the show, Coach, and you're 100% right, obviously, as usual, uh, limiting him to only six foul shots. That's, I mean, that's really terrific. And that's playing defense without fouling. So the, the main guy guarding him most of the time was um, Royce O'Neal and a, a half of Michael Conley and a half of Donovan Mitchell. And both those guys, all those three of those guys, they showed um, defensive discipline of moving their feet, not really, not really um, reaching in, and just trying to make Harden go into his third or fourth dance dribble before he took off and tried to drive to the basket or the pull-up. And they did a good job of being the second jumper on perimeter, especially add to that was Joe Ingles when th- they jumped second and it forced Harden to almost like take um, a step-back three that was leaning backwards and that was able to challenge him and so Harden really struggled 2 for 13 it was absolutely ineffective 2 for 13 as far as the three ball I thought uh, getting him in a little foul trouble had a a positive effect for the Jazz as well as he had five fouls he picked up his fifth with uh, just over seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter and I know you know he's not the most aggressive defender in the world but it's tough to be aggressive period when you're going with five fouls and just trying to stay in the game and from the Rockets point of view they need Harden to score points so they don't want the foul out so it's almost like uh, where it's a he's a a threat If, if you don't guard then that was Donovan Mitchell. He was guarding Donovan some of the time, and that gave Donovan a free bounce off the dribble to attack and get into the painted area to make either shot or kickout pass because uh, the point the point of separation was so easy by getting past Harden because Harden didn't want to foul out. All right, let's uh, check out the assist feature, proudly sponsored by Larry H. Miller Dealerships. Throughout the Utah Jazz season, Larry H. Miller Dealerships is donating $50 for each assist to Larry H. Miller Charities. We are driven by you. Tonight, Coach, uh, the assist for the Utah Jazz, they had 25 assists on 42 made field goals. Uh, They were led by, let's see here, uh, Joe Ingles had seven assists tonight. Donovan Mitchell was six. Mike Conley uh, with six as well. And you got to like that number, Coach. 25 total assists on 42 made field goals. Not bad. They, they were sharing the ball. They are moving the ball. Everybody felt in rhythm. And even though they didn't shoot straight some of the time, is that the shot selection was, was good. It was solid. Where they, when the ball was moving, they 
during the five-game losing streak, when often the Jazz should have shot, they pass. When they should have passed, they should have shot. Tonight was a whole different as far as dynamic where they made the correct decisions the majority of the time, and that was able to get them as far as their passing. Whenever the ball moves, the scoreboard moves. Whenever the, whenever the ball sticks, the scoreboard sticks. And in that fourth quarter, that ball was moving either via quick passing or hard dribbling into what, an interior pass or a kick out to the corner. So passing, passing is, a, is a part of winning partnership. When you pass that ball, we become partners, Jake. And it felt to me like when the ball wasn't moving, it was for a good reason because it was Jordan Clarkson was dominating the basketball game. So, I mean, it, it's, it's interesting. But when the Jazz have their closing lineup out there, how well they share the ball, uh, it's, it's a good thing. And then with that bench unit where they need maybe somebody to be a little bit more selfish and be a scorer, you know, Jordan Clarkson is more than happy to raise his hand and say, put me in, coach. It, it works. Very much. Jordan Clarkson, he starts shooting from the team bus. He goes off the bus thinking about shooting. The Jazz score 47 bench points to only 13 by the Rockets. And led by Jordan Clarkson, 30 points off the bench where he shoots 12 for 19. But it's when he got them. He got them in that second and third quarter where the Jazz were still struggling to find their uh, ball movement and identity. And he took the Jazz on his very, very wiry shoulders and got them back in the game. And also gave him a lead. And he, he was able to attack off the bounce, get into the lane, and finish over traffic because, really, there's very few shot blockers that the Rockets have right now. All right, coming up right around the corner, we'll hopefully get you Mike Conley from the locker room. We want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. The Jazz beat the Rockets tonight, 114-113. to 113. More coming up next, Jazz Game Night postgame show on the Jazz Radio Network. Game night postgame show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Jake Scott, Coach Gordon Chiesa. Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. What a win for the Jazz. They beat the Rockets 114-113 to on a last-second three-point shot over two Houston Rockets by Boyan Bogdanovich. What an exciting game. Let's uh, check out your uh, Master of the Glass brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball. I'm proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah. Utah Jazz. Safe Light Autoglass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's Team Rebound Leader. With all proceeds going to benefit the neighborhood house, Rudy Gobert is your Master of the Glass tonight as usual. 15 rebounds tonight, four offensive rebounds, Coach, as the Jazz totaled 48 rebounds to the Rockets, 36. And uh, you've talked about it uh, all post-game long. Rebounding is going to be an issue for this Rockets team. Very much. So the Jazz pound the boards against them. They hustle. They're crashing from perimeter. And so the Jazz, in a... Uh, and an unbelievable last-second basket, they out-rebound, offensive rebounds, 10-7, to 7, and that's the margin of error. So it's not one thing, it's a whole bunch of things, it's cumulative. And so there's extra three possessions at the Jazz Scott 
it affects the outcome of the game because of the strategy involved. And most of the Jazz offensive rebounds were chase down balls where they missed a three-point shot and they were able to Royce O'Neal type people chase the ball down and Rudy Gobert as far as in close but also off the floor to get extra possession. So the Jazz, usually speaking, the team that wins the board game that has a dramatically uh, greater chance of winning the overall game. And that proved tonight. The Jazz out-rebound the smaller, the ultra-small Rockets by 12, 48 to 36. It's all, it all starts on hounding and pounding. You know, I tell you, you know, 15 rebounds from Rudy. Rudy's always an oppressive rebounder. But, I mean, five from Conley, five from Ingles, uh, six from Jordan Clarkson, and five from Donovan Mitchell, including a defensive rebound in the fourth quarter, Coach, that was absolutely critical, and he easily could have uh, could have missed it. All right, let's go down to uh, Houston, where Jordan Clarkson is addressing the media. He got a look, uh, some contact on the shot. He made a big shot for us. That was great. Uh, good win for us. Um, it, was, uh, it was crazy. <laughs> What's the trust that you have in a guy like Bogey to pull it off like that? Uh, I mean, we all trust in each other. Uh, we know what we can do. Um, you know, everybody stepped up and uh, you know did their job. Uh, Boyan uh, stepped up, made big plays at the end. Um, Rudy, everybody, uh, Royce, Royce did a good job, came in, uh, did a lot of good things defensively. Um, Donnie picked it up in the second half, started scoring and everything, Joe making big plays, so everybody just came and uh, made big plays for, uh, for us. What did you find to be able to take advantage of the small ball um, and to be able to find the seams in their defense? Well, just being aggressive attacking, uh, like you said, just trying to find the seams, get to the rim, uh, knowing that they don't have a shot blocker, uh, just keep t- continue to attack, try to find the next play if uh, somebody's open, make the pass. Is that something that you were kind of anticipating before coming into this, that you knew they were going to have some down low so there could be more attack opportunities? Um, I feel like, yeah, because, you know, playing a small ball, you don't have a shot blocker. Um, so, you know, you got a chance to attack the rim, uh, get easy, easy points that way. Um, at the same time, we were sharing the ball, attacking off the pass, uh, making threes. You know, we were just kind of spraying it all out everywhere. Look, look like like four minutes left. Quinn's about to put you in the game, and then kind of called you back, said something to you. What, what did he say? And kind of like how how are you feeling after like a, a thirty point game where you don't get to play necessarily at the end, but your team obviously gets the result. Oh, we was we was playing well. Yeah. You know, uh, I just told him let them rock. You know, we were scoring. They was rotating defensively. Uh, you know, I, I did my role. I played my minutes and, uh, you know, try to impact the game as much as I can. Um, you know, they had, it, they had it going at that time. So I just told Coach, man, let them rock. He was like, cool. <laughs> For sure, yeah. You know, Mike, we... All right, there you go. That's Jordan Clarkson, who was just spectacular tonight coming in off the bench. 12 of 19, 3 of 7 from 3, 3 of 3 at the line coach, 30 points. We just talked about it, 6 boards. He also had 2 assists and did not turn the ball over once. What a game. That's impressive. Also, an add to that, Jake, he had 18 points in the second half. I call him a green light driver. When he has, he has green light to penetrate, and he's very good at it. He has innate ability to get his shoulder by initial defender into the driving alley, and he makes a lot of great uh, runaway layups where he's going full speed in the painted area, and he's able to naturally body lean and get his shot up over 
tonight there was very few shot blockers, but even though it was shot blocker, he has the ability to up and over and a, and a soft shot on the glass. So he's a velocity green light driver with also a very, very velvet shooting touch on the glass. That's what we call it, Jake, angle spinning. He spins the ball, English spinning the ball in the in traffic and able to really uh, get that ball on the rim and, and knock it down. Well, give Justin Zanuck and Dennis Lindsay in the front office a lot of credit because Jordan Clarkson is just what the doctor ordered. And, you know, Dante Exum may salvage a, a good career yet. And I think most people listening to this broadcast are probably cheering for him. But the truth is he wasn't giving the Jazz much. And Jordan Clarkson has given the Jazz a lot. He is what they needed. And that was a really savvy trade. I know the trade deadline comes kind of came and went and we had Justin Zanuck on the station on Friday and he said it. he said hey we made our big move early instead of at the deadline and boy has it paid off very much they made the trade back in December and at that time back in back in early this season the Jazz bench was absolutely uh erratic as far as scoring. They were so inconsistent. By getting Jordan Clarkson and the emergence of George Niang, just generally speaking, has has, has made the bench much more aggressive and solidified. And now with, um, now with either Joe Ingles or Mike Conley being part of the second unit with uh, Royce O'Neal, as far as how they rotate two or three of those guys, it gives them much more a cohesiveness and more fluidity. So Jordan Clarkson, he's what the Jazz needed badly. And by the way, Jake, he's afraid July 1st, he's a free agent. And my mm. instincts are telling me the Jazz will do everything possible to resign him. He certainly plays a really important role on this team right now. And uh, I'm with you, Coach. He's, he's making a case. And he's kind of in that Lou Williams model where he's just going to come off, uh, off the bench and score, uh, and score furiously as long as he's out there. In a Jazz playoff game come April and May, he has the ball in the second and third quarter. And just say the Jazz, for the narrative, is struggling. He could score 14 points in a quarter to get the Jazz back in the game or get them over the hurdle as far as uh, changing momentum. And that's what every team that's trying to be a a contender for the championship, they need off-the-bench gunslingers that can can manufacture points as far as uh, off their own dribble. Anytime you dribble the ball, Jake, as far as with with velocity and with with a lot of uh, uh, spirit, you're able to create your own shot, and that's advantageous as far as bench scoring. All right, Coach, let's go back to Houston. Mike Conley is addressing the media. I was uh, we'd have liked to have won it on the last stop, and uh, obviously PJ Tucker got a good good look and made that, and you know that's the that's the league. And then we came down and we were able to drop a good play for Bogey. Um, he was able to make it. I don't know how he did it, but you know we'll take it. What did it say about the trust you guys have in Bogey, considering you know this was a tough night for him? Yeah, um, man, that's how we feel about everybody, and the way we feel about you know Bogey, he's our best shooter. Uh, he's a guy who's made big shots in the past for us, and, uh, and we rely on that. You know, and he and he feels like he's a guy that can do that no matter how he's shooting, and um, just proud of him. You know, him sticking with it, and uh, we're just excited for him. Also, Jordan Clarkson, he was just on fire being able to find the seams tonight. What did you see from him that allowed him to be so effective? Well, obviously, uh, you know, we were just trying to break the paint as much as we could, uh, attack the rim, get to the free throw line, and with a guy like Jordan who can, uh, who can, you know, go either way and, and you know, be persistent and get into the rim, uh, it's perfect for, you know, perfect game for him. And, and he came in and took over, and we just let him go, um, and it kind of jump-started all of us. Think the adjustments you guys make defensively to try to deal with their small ball lineup. Um, well, yeah, I'm sure we'll adjust again the next time we play them. But you know, what we did um, it obviously is unusual putting Rudy on, on Russ like that. But um, you know, 
you got to try everything. And tonight it was able to work for us. Obviously, Russ still was Russ and did his thing, but um, somehow we were able to get the win. That was Mike Conley, who was really good tonight, Coach. Uh, he had 20 points. He had six assists and five rebounds. And really, uh, he's strung together two or three good performances now for the Jazz. And it's that's that's really good news for this team, uh, for, for Mike, he, who seems to be feeling more comfortable. Yes, he's uh, healthy now. He played 34 minutes. And Jake, besides the 20 points tonight, he's averaging 20.3 20. points per game for the last three games. So now it's four games now. So that he's He's scoring the ball, and you get the feeling that he thinks pass first and scoring second. And that's what makes him such a uh, a solid player, where he's moving the ball, and then when the shot presents itself, he shoots at a higher percentage. Let's not forget, Jake, he's a 36.5% three-point shooter, but he takes timely threes. And the Jazz need him as far as a, as a, a secondary scorer. Donovan is the primary scorer, and the primary shooter is Boyan Bondanovich, but Michael Conley is absolutely a contributor as far as being that second side of the floor playmaker slash shot maker. Well, it seems like he had uh, no trouble beating his guy tonight, too, which if he doesn't get all the way to the rim and get a layup, which we saw multiple times tonight, it gets the blender going. It's a big deal because in, in a one-on-one situation, you know, Donovan's good at beating his guy. Jordan Clarkson obviously is very good at it. Add another guy in Mike Conley. I mean, that's that's a big advantage. And the fourth guy really is sneaky is Joe Ingles. Right. And so all four of those guys have the ability. They're, they're really cra- they're crafty. They have ball skills. They have a physicality. A lot of times when you get bumped in the lane is that you have to be what we call ball toughness. And Mike Conley, even though he's wiry strong, his ball is tough. And so when he gets bumped, he's able to uh, maintain it. One of the better shooters in the NBA as far as shooting a, a lane floater off the wrong hand. So he's left-handed. He's mastered the art form of shooting that uh, high floater over the top of the help defense with his offhand, meaning what? His right hand. And in Jordan Clarkson and Donovan Mitchell... How about his spinaway jump shots? He gets the ball and a hard dribble drive to the basket. He shows one direction and spins away away from the help away from the primary defender and shoots that rhythm, fall away, step back, off a spin dribble. Hawk jumper. Impressive. Mike Conley has been a really great player for a very long time. And you thought when he got comfortable or when he gets comfortable with this team, he can really help take them to the next level. And if this process or if this trend, I guess I should say, Coach, continues on, that is really terrific news for this Jazz team. And then you look at Joe Ingles, and of course, you know, that's kind of been a discussion with with Conley. You know, does that affect Joe's game in a negative way? And Ingles only had three points tonight, Coach, one of two shooting. But you look at it, he had seven assists, he had five rebounds, and he certainly still contributed. And also he did a good job of slowing down James Harden. Yes, indeed. So he's one of the primary defenders besides Royce O'Neal and also uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell. Again, we didn't say stop him, but just slow him down and make him go into a 34 bounce. So Joe Ingles, and the next game tomorrow night, it's possible that Joe could be the primary shooter as far as the way the schematically the, the, the Mavericks play. So Joe could be that guy that uh, kick out threes where he, he, he catches and fires. So the Jazz have bookend uh, shooters in uh, Joe Ingles and Boyan Bandanovich, and then he added two guys that vast underrated in Royce O'Neal and also George Niang. So the Jazz four primary knockdown artists all all are capable of making 
high rhythm three-point shots. All right, let's look at your three-point takeover. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Tonight, the Jazz from three, 15 of 38. They shot 39.5%, led by Donovan Mitchell, who made four of 11. Uh, Bogdanovich, two of five, including, of course, the game winner. Uh, Mike Conley, two of five. Joe Ingles, one of two. Royce O'Neal, one of four tonight. George Niang, two of four. And uh, Jordan Clarkson, three of seven, coming off the bench. You know, one thing we didn't talk, uh, or we haven't talked a ton about, tonight coach George Niang played nine minutes Tony Bradley played four minutes but Juwan Morgan coming in especially in the second half plays seven minutes uh, they were the minutes they were missing Rudy Gobert and you know he had some nerves it felt like out there a little bit coach but he played hard and had four points and three boards in that seven minutes and uh, I thought was fairly effective he was banging around the lane. He was uh, he was physical. He was a recipient scorer. So there was one time when they penetrated the help defensive player. P.J. Tucker tried to challenge a layup. He carved out space and got a step back, put it in there. And then another time was a pass off. So he's in the game with physicality, being a willing screener, rim roller. And just generally speaking, he is trying to... Um, play a role as a contributor and he did and again it's not one guy it's everybody it's amazing how all the contributions add up to what a very very close win all right we want to remind you go where love takes you in the all-new redesigned 2020 subaru outback available now at mark miller subaru the official subaru partner of the utah jazz learn more at markmillersubaru.com boyan bogdanovich hits a game winner the jazz won two in a row they beat the rockets 114 to 113 we're wrapping it up coming up next stay tuned right here on the jazz radio network Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Jake Scott, Coach Gordon Chiesa with you. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Last-second three-point bucket from Boyan Bogdanovich. The Jazz beat the Rockets 114-113. to 113. And Coach, as many years as you coached in the NBA, i got to imagine you saw some really exciting last-second game-winning shots. Uh, that it's just, I, I mean, it makes the post game show more fun. What a great way to end a game! Very much, and it's all based on execution. So the last shot, even though it was Boyan made it, it was the pre shot values of everyone else. It was the poise by Joe Ingles as far as the inbounder. It was the screening action. They ran a double screen as far as the original screener was uh, Boyan Bondanovich, and then Don Mitchell came off the first curl in action, and then second curl and second curler was Boyan, and he he made a spectacular shot. But it's all the uh, preparation, the timing, the spacing by all five contributors really on the floor have made, made that shot go in. Even though one guy made it, it's the other four players who that really, really affected too. All right, so I'm going to ask you a, a curiosity question, Coach, because I, I find it funny when those moments happen and players kind of don't know how to celebrate and, and something funny comes out. You know, like we saw Bogdanovich was tonight was just tearing uh, or pulling up his jersey, jersey. for some reason. Sure, and, of course. Uh, of course, uh, Jim Valvano ran around the court looking for somebody to hug. hug you know, right. all of these moments. So I've got to ask, when John Stockton hit his shot, in Houston, what did Coach Chiesa do? Well, really, I said a silent prayer because up to, up to the second winning because you know why I thanked God because before that there were so many times we got close but we just couldn't get over the hurdle. When it, but also Jake, we practiced that shot in the walkthrough. 
We actually practiced that shot at Situation. So when it went in, it was absolutely dramatic. But we, again, the preparation of it. So the walkthrough that morning back in, back in June in 1997, it's like, yeah, it's a thousand years ago, it seems like, that it was all part of the strategy. I'm sure tonight also, when the shot went in by Boyan, the Jazzy, if not practice it, the walkthrough that day, they have done it recently. So that in their world, it's all part of execution. Uh, just on almost, uh, I don't know if this is coincidental or not, but Matthew just tweeted me, uh, responding to a different tweet I had, uh, a gif of John Stockton after he hit that shot with his awkward jump into the air and kind of his awkward jump into Jeff Warnesek's arms. I mean, it's just, it's so Very funny. Because they're so excited and they don't know how to celebrate it and it just comes off. I remember when Phil Mickelson won, I, what was it, Adrian, the Masters? Where he had that little, that little... Uh, or maybe, no, he's never won the U.S. Open, so it wasn't the U.S. Open. So I think it was, it was the Masters. I think it was the Masters when he did that awkward jump that you could have barely slid a playing <laughs> like card centimeters under. Off yeah, the I mean, it's, but it's great, right? It's, 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 it's pure. Spon- it's yeah, spontaneous. It's, spontaneous. It's, it's awesome. It's, it's, not pre, it's not pre-scripted. No, it's not. Absolutely not. Which uh, which certainly makes it fun, and these types of games uh, are absolutely fun. And and coach, let's get a few final thoughts from you. What did you like? What did you dislike about this one against the Rockets? I know it's easy to get caught up in that final shot, but it really was a fun game. It was a fun game because the Jazz kept on fighting, biting, clawing throughout the game, and the defensively they hung in there. They kept the Rockets off the foul line, in particular James Harden, and he limited his, his attempts at, at the rim. And the Jazz defense collected. Each quarter, they got stronger, led by Royce O'Neal, who was the primary defender of attempting to slow down James Harden. Offensively, the Jazz really did a better job of not turning the ball over in the second half. So they're able to get good looks at the, at the basket, and Donovan Mitchell was a clutch performer, that he rallied the troops as far as basket making and just generally speaking, getting the ball into, into, the, uh, into the painted area to make plays for himself and for his teammates. All right, a few thoughts on Dallas tomorrow. The Jazz are jumping on a plane probably as we speak. They'll get into Dallas and they'll play a, a Mavericks team, obviously, that's pretty good. However, Luka Doncic not expected to play tomorrow. Well, that's right. He'll be a seventh game without playing with a high a right ankle sprain. Now, the Mavericks are so interesting team is that, Jake, they're 32-21, and 21, but they're better on the road than at home. On the road, they're 18-8. and eight. At home, they're 14-13. and 13. That's crazy. So which tells you that there, there's an urgency on the road and they're f- more focused versus at home where they think that the home crowd's going to uplift them. They come off a nice win against the Charlotte on the road, ironically. Now, Chris Tapazingas, who's a, a really terrific all-around player, he didn't play on Saturday, but they're listing him as uh, playing against the Jazz tomorrow night in Dallas. He had a sore left um, knee. So they held him out. The what makes the uh, Mavericks so interesting is that the first in the NBA in offensive efficiency, 117.3. They're second in the NBA in fewest turnovers per game at 12.6. And so they don't turn the ball over. They're third in the NBA as far as the highest scoring team at 116.1 points per game. And they're second in the NBA in most threes made. So the Jazz are playing back-to-back opponents, the Rockets tonight and the Mavericks in Dallas tomorrow night, where they're superior three-point shooting teams. The Mavericks are averaging 15.2 threes made per game. From a local note, let's not forget DeLon Wright, 
the fifth-year performer via University of Utah. He's having a very solid contributing year off the bench. Here's some quick numbers, Jake. He's averaging 7.4 points per game, 3.9 rebounds, 3.4 assists, shooting 47.2% from the field, and more importantly, 37.5 from threes. Mm. So, Jake, he's the equivalent of Royce O'Neal in jazz basketball. There you go. Uh, all right, the Jazz come away with a win tonight, 114-113 over the Houston Rockets. What a game. Uh, we want to say thanks to Lock and Boone. They did a terrific, a terrific job as usual. Exciting final call from Lock tonight. Great job from him. Uh, thanks to the broadcast assistants helping out as usual. Thanks to Adrian Leiser, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Want to say thanks to the title sponsor of Jazz Postgame, Mark Miller Subaru. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. And of course, thanks to you, Coach Chiesa. It's always fun hanging out with you on a Sunday, Coach. Jake, thank you. What a game. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, it's, it's too bad we don't have more time to uh, reminisce on that one or, or I guess uh, uh, digest that one as the Jazz are right back at it tomorrow night against the uh, Dallas Mavericks. That game will tip off at 6.30. Pre-game will begin right here on the Jazz Radio Network at 5.30. Your final tonight from Houston, 114-113. to And you heard it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network. <laughs>